MC Hammer thinks you can't touch this science. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Besides being beautiful, butterflies are important pollinators for a variety of crops and flowers. However, the insects are disappearing at an alarming rate, particularly in the U.S. West. A new study led by the University of Nevada, Reno, shows that over the past four decades, hundreds of species have declined by almost 2% per year. The drop in numbers is associated with increasing temperatures in the autumn. In the past, declines have been blamed on pesticides or habitat loss, and it was assumed that far away from humans, butterflies would be just fine. But now their disappearance is seen as being driven by climate change. Summer temperatures that last into the fall can dry out vegetation and may disturb the seasonal cycles of the insects. Warming may force butterflies to delay going into a hibernation-like state in fall months, leading to their starvation. The decline in butterfly numbers also portends problems for plants and whole ecosystems because climate effects will almost certainly impact many other insects, including bees. Sea urchins feed on kelp along the northern coast of California, and they've eaten so much that areas that used to be kelp forests are now barren. Commonly called seaweed, kelp thrive in cool, relatively shallow waters close to shore and grow much like a forest on land, providing food and shelter for thousands of marine animals. But the kelp ecosystems north of San Francisco are nearly gone, having dropped by more than 95% in about a decade. Research from the University University of California Santa Cruz finds that starfish, which eat the urchins, have succumbed to a wasting disease, leaving the kelp forest vulnerable. In other areas to the south, like Monterey Bay, sea otters prey upon the urchins, protecting the kelp. But sea otters haven't been seen along the northern California coast since the 1800s. Another factor in the kelp decline is increasing water temperatures. In the past, kelp were resilient to marine heat waves. Then, about five years ago, a blob of warm water spread along the west coast, and coinciding with the increased number of urchins, the kelp forests were reduced dramatically. There are low-flow showerheads and low-flow toilets, but according to new research, we humans are also low-flow, using water more efficiently than our closest primate relatives, and that may have provided an evolutionary advantage. The amount of water we lose and replace on a daily basis can be nearly 50% less than our animal cousins. The average person processes about 12 cups of water each day, while a chimpanzee or gorilla goes through about twice that much. Researchers from Duke University were surprised because humans have 10 times as many sweat glands as chimps per inch of skin, making it possible for a person to sweat more than a half a gallon during an hour-long workout. One of the researchers said that an ancient shift in our body's ability to conserve water may have enabled our ancestors to venture farther from streams or water holes to search for food. The findings suggest that something changed over the course of human evolution that reduced the amount of water our bodies use. One possible explanation is that humans developed a more prominent nose compared to gorillas and chimpanzees who have much flatter ones. Our nasal passages help conserve water by cooling and condensing the vapor from exhaled air, turning it back into liquid on the inside of our nose where it can be reabsorbed. 
The number of people taking up bird watching, especially since the pandemic, has increased in the U.S. and comes at a time when bird populations are declining from habitat loss and ecosystem degradation. To help protect our feathered friends, researchers are reaching out to coffee drinkers and asking them to buy beans that are bird-friendly. Bird-friendly coffee beans are grown under the shade of mature trees where birds find food and shelter. Worldwide demand for java has caused farmers to plant dense rows of crops in full sun, often using pesticides that not only incentivizes deforestation, but also stresses surrounding ecosystems. According to researchers from Virginia Tech and Cornell, most birders are unaware of the shade-grown coffee, but are a group who would be inclined to purchase it. The authors of the study are hoping to raise awareness to look for the bird-friendly label created by Smithsonian conservation scientists the next time they stock up on beans. The certification means coffees are guaranteed to support bird habitat, provide fair prices for producers, and secure healthy environments for local communities. And finally, Rebecca Polson is a PhD candidate in neuroscience at the University of Queensland. But when she's not in the lab, she's spinning cool beats as Bexta, one of Australia's best DJs. As of late, she's combining her expertise in music and brain science to conduct some breakout research on fish. Polson designed a speaker system with whole brain imaging and discovered that baby zebrafish have better hearing than previously thought. She and her team tested different sounds to see if the fish could discriminate among single frequencies, white noise, and short, sharp sounds. The scientists were able to see which brain regions were active with each sound, including many they would hear in the wild, like other fish swimming past, splashes on the surface, or predators approaching. Holson says the research helps to better understand how fish use sound to find food and communicate, and might have applications for studying conditions in humans, such as autism. In the course of her research, she pumped some of her own beats into the speakers, as well as from one of her favorites, MC Hammer. To her great surprise, the rapper retweeted her post promoting her research that used his classic, You Can't Touch This. You can't touch this. Keep in touch with us. See you next week. You can't touch this. Oh.